Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. And I'm one of the many Matts. And this is Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things now and in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> Today is the day. Today is Dow Day. We should make it a holiday. Happy Dow Day, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we are here uh, with two amazing guests, two, two, two guests for the price of one. Uh, we have George Howard, who I saw speak, um, George, I don't know if you remember this, at a, uh, at a Jeff Pulver event in Boston, I want to say, like in 2018. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, the, it, yeah. At a big venue, right? Yeah, yeah, like a big venue. and I do remember that. Yeah, it was a blockchain thing, and I remember that I I spoke kind of last, and it was during during those times of irrational exuberance around yes. blockchain. Yes, yes, <laughs> and, yeah. And I, I, I didn't have any of that. I just I, I <laughs> kind of went, I kind of went hard into um, we need to stop being so aspirational and, and actually start building things. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sure I was not not well received but oh no i loved it i loved it but anyway (laughs) so so george is uh a professor at berkeley college of music he co-founded uh you co-founded TuneCore and many other things and we also have aubrey anderson who is the uh ceo and co-founder of liner which we're going to hear a lot about in a minute an ai um music thing that thinks about itself which is uh really fun but we're here ostensibly today to talk about a project that y'all are working on a big project called the song that owns itself um and i saw sherry hugh post about this the other day and immediately went into it and was like just had my mind completely blown (laughs) So just as a way to as a way to kick off, um, can you just give us the high level like idea of like what is in fact, I, I, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that you you may have gone into something about something like this in this talk that I saw you give all these years ago, yeah. like the idea that a DAO could own could 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 be itself the owner of a song. Um, that, that sounds right. I mean, because it, during, during that time, I mean, that was the emergence of some of the early DAOs. Um, yeah. And so there's a lot of media attention around them. And um, I, I, I had this theory that that um, Uber was, you know, certainly is still working on, on replacing their biggest cost uh, structure, which is their drivers, the biggest expense. Um, with self-driving cars, but but the the you know the sad irony of that is that it wouldn't obviate their problems because then they wouldn't have any cars, right? right. And so, so um, so I thought, well, okay, well, what about the idea of a self-owning car? And and essentially, that the idea was, you could you could issue almost like a bond, right, where you could say to people who wanted to invest in in a car for Uber, um, and that they. You know, invest whatever, take loan, and then and the car would do its thing. It would eventually pay back the cost of of purchase, and then, in my kind of heuristic, it would own itself and then pay out dividends to people who 
who had supported it. And that's, that's a good thought experiment. And maybe, maybe that'll happen. I don't know. But, but, um, along the way, and because of meeting brilliant people like Aubrey, we're able to do something a lot more close to, to my heart around music and art, obviously, and also something addressable now, but it's a really similar concept. Um, it's, it's, it's the concept of, you know, why, why can't we, given that we have a doubt, why can't we reimagine the, the constructs that, that to my mind have been, you know, anachronistic for for a hundred years now. Like, I mean, we've we've continued to value art and 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 organize around art and contraction and otherwise in systems that were really generated going way way back. I'm not talking about like the, the, yeah, the, you yeah. know the early 1930s or something. I, I'm talking about the 1500s. And and so it, it feels to me that when you get these new types of technology. Um, that that actually have a, a, a possibility to help artists be more sustainable. We should we should dive into those with 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 full force. And so that that's what this is. And so so yeah. So give us tell us talk to us a little bit about how it works. This idea of the song that owns itself. The first one is by um, Superposition. Mm-hmm. And you can go to stoi.org and and read all about it and and actually interact with which we'll get into the song God Particle by Superposition, but give us a sense of like like it's how how exactly does this work um, the the DAO that is owning this song and how is it going to play out? You know, Aubrey's really good. Take that on. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, so so functionally. Uh, the the song is is at the top of the value chain rather than a sort of commodity in the traditional music model. It's the it's the bottom of the value chain, if you like. In this model, it's the top. The song is uh, represented on chain by uh, a contract. The contract uh, does a number of things, but the 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 most important one is that it issues tokens, and the tokens operate. Kind of like shares in a in a, a corporation or or like membership in an LLC, um, but with some some important twists. The idea is that the token holders form uh, a governing group. the The members of the DAO uh, are determined by uh, the holding of these what we call stoies. Uh, the stoies are a finite. Uh, issuance just um, and and are similar to how stock in a in a corporation might work or a membership in an LLC. Uh, so you have a finite number of tokens attached to the smart to- contract. The people that hold those tokens represent the governing group behind the song. And we're we're it's early days. We're kind of playing with this idea of um, financial ownership, uh, and interest versus, um, kind of spiritual stewardship. Mm. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and I don't, we don't know exactly where we're going to net out, but there's, there's kind of two ways to think about it. Um, say the, the song issues, uh, in our case, a million of these tokens, uh, no, no more tokens can be issued. Um, but the, the tokens are, are tradable. Um, and so the, the, the ownership of the song in terms of finances, uh, flows through these tokens. If you have half the tokens, you get half the revenue from the that the song generates. Um, but the the DAO also specifies some more kind of woolly things about um, how the song's interests are to be represented and how you do conflict resolution and 
if Burger King wants to license the song and, and most people think that's a bad idea, like you can resolve problems like that, um, which kind of hit head on a, a lot of the problems that um, I think anyone who's had anything to do with the music industry has, has run into. There are these thresholds where your, your music gets away from you uh, as, as a recording artist and, uh, and all kinds of strange stuff happens that uh, often don't, represent your interests and and oftentimes are even directly antithetical to your your interests so this idea that the the song uh can have a kind of support collective action um as well as collective financial interest all at once uh, with these tokens is is uh, was a real breakthrough for us um and we you know we're, we're going to dial it in as we go i mean that it's just it's it, it it brings in so many questions that like almost I don't even know where to begin and, and, and ideas. Um, it's like, it's like, it's crazy. Um, um, I mean, one path that I, and that I was um, DMing George about that, that, uh, that I was very interested in, in is because last week or a couple weeks ago, we talked to um, a gentleman from royalty exchange and about how they're working on, you know, flowing royalties from a song to someone that owns an NFT. And I, so I was very interested to hear about the sort of like the nitty gritty legal framework, um, you know, leaving aside the more woolly aspects as you, as you said them, which are in and of themselves are extremely interesting, but going just to like the more financial side of the royalties and stuff, what is the legal sort of framework around how you can, have the the DAO uh, collect those royalties and distribute them to the token holders. I'll jump in on that. Um, so it, it, it's not hard. I mean, that that's actually the easiest part of this, and I think it's one of the things that makes makes DAO so exciting. You know, as a copyright attorney, it, 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 it I've had to kind of suffer through the the notion that that smart contracts are are either um, they're not they're not inherently smart or contracts prima facie right <laughs> and so um um what we've done is we first created an llc all right and for those who don't know what an llc is it's just a a, a, a legal formation document that establishes um the participants kind of equity their ownership in it um and then that can then now as of today uh because of wyoming you can take that llc and in fact we put into our llc that it would dissolve once it got transferred over to to a DAO, a DAO is now a a legally recognized um, instrument of of incorporation and of, of governance, right? Like a partnership agreement. So, it, what what to me is more interesting is not not the the legal structures because like any as I say, that's not, there's nothing novel about that because mm-hmm, there can't mm-hmm. be, right? Like we we have to work within the confines of the copyright code and the rule of law. That said, we can contract differently. So, you know, what I what I worry about, and, and this isn't meant to, like, um, say anything negative about anybody, but entities like Royalty Exchange, like, that's not a new idea. David yeah. Pullman was doing doing fractionalization in, of, of royalties in the 80s with the Bowie bonds, okay? Mm-hmm, right. And so where, where I get frustrated and why, why we wanted to do this is because I tend to think that those types of gestures of using new technologies to and, and just kind of mirroring existing mm-hmm. ones tends to be um, um, negative. Uh, it's some right, like it's it's skeuomorphic, in, yeah. in the sense of of 
there are new things that can be done with yes. this technology. And if you just totally. mirror existing structures, it, it, it ends up doing a disservice to the technology. And we've all seen that mm -hmm. with every stage of, of technology generally, but certainly the internet. Internet yep. one was, hey, let's let's, let's put off offline retail online, right? Let's oh. put a PDF of this newspaper online. Well, it was worse than that, though, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like it, we're all old enough to remember, like, Flash and, like, having to, like, literally try to do the UX of opening a door on, yeah. on you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. then, like, yeah. it, like how yeah. horrible that was. Yeah. And it's so it's that Uncanny Valley thing. It's why VR hasn't adopted. So we we consciously or just because we're, we're like-minded, we, we could have done that all day. Mm -hmm. we, you could mm -hmm. fractionalize and, 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 and securitize future earnings. That That's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what banks do, you know, mm -hmm. and, and they do it in a centralized manner and they do it in a, you know, so there's nothing to, I'm not saying it's inherently bad though. I do really, 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 really hope artists look closely at the terms of those deals mm -hmm. because you're, you're trading your future earnings at a yeah. discount. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the net net of it. You are trading your future earnings at a discount. Right. And if that's something you want to do, great but that's not at all what we're doing we're, we're actually trying to do the opposite insofar as we're trying to look exactly at who is is in the in the ecosystem whether that's institutions like labels or publishers or to my mind um fans who who are always left out of the equation are are not only being compensated for their work of generating more awareness and therefore money to the artists so we're, we're trying to solve a completely different problem mm -hmm. and and it, it's it's Again, we're trying to do it in a non-skeuomorphic way. If you look at Spotify and the playlists, they're, they're actually figured out a way to have people pay to do Spotify's work. And it's, it's diabolically ingenious, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, pay us $15 a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. Also, make us these playlists, please. And then we're going to use those. Like, that is so unbelievably backwards and 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 so we're trying to trying to look at these inefficiencies and, and out outmoded systems and change them around right so now if somebody makes a playlist and it ends up increasing the song's visibility within the right people those people will get tokens they'll be rewarded for it right. in, rather than being charged for it so right, I, right. I didn't mean to dodge your question but like I, it's not, it's a different we just came at it so differently than than that approach yeah, I love how you mentioned the um, like the skeuomorphism being a disservice to the medium because that's so so true. And I talk about that all the time in the realm of like art and how you're showing digital art online. And it's like, oh, cool, we've built brick by digital brick the right. walls of a gallery and are doing the exact same business model right. with the exact same um, like physical medium. And it's like, cool, what have we really done here? Um, and, and, and I love that that's same idea. It's a, yeah, it's important because if you do that then it won't just be the kind of aesthetics that that you're you're remodeling in a in a in a to my mind a negative way you'll mm. remodel the economics of it do you know what i mean and and exactly exactly you carry forth all the broken stuff but then with with the inherent advances of digitization which means rapid scale and so right. that's that's bad right like if you if you if you architect something from an old paradigm online you're just going to spread that old paradigm faster and if anybody doubts that look at spotify you know so so we're just not not going to do that but yeah it's it's endemic and and you understand mm -hmm. it to a certain degree it's like humans need familiarity to kind of grok new but that that that's bad right i mean ultimately that that does a disservice to the new and it feels like that that 
more natural embrace of the medium comes over time as people, you know, learn more about the medium. Like you look at um, like digital phones, for example, is the is a, a, a example I use all the time with skeuomorphism. It's like once people really grokked the whole idea of a, a flat screen in which you know digital materials exist like you can stop using the crumple sounds and the trash can toss animation <laughs> yeah but how long did it take apple to oh, years. Re- to to re-render the notes app so that it didn't right. have lines and and i just i just i want to get this in now and it may not be the right moment but but the problem with everything you're saying with respect to art is that for whatever reason, artists who you would think would be the most kind of forward-thinking and innovative across all spectrums are not when it ten- when it comes to technology for some reason, right? And so they mm-hmm. ab- they abdicate, and then you have people building systems in theory for them on their behalf, mm-hmm. but not with the values, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and so like I think this is the biggest problem with with artistry right now and representation of arts it's like you and i say this with no judgment towards artists but it's like if you abdicate from these new technologies and i see artists doing it all the time right now with social tokens and nfts other people who do not share your values will build it and then you're going to be stuck with their system and and you have no mm-hmm. one but yourselves to blame and and it and i'm talking about white male artists i'm not talking about underrepresented people that don't have access to these conversations but there are plenty of white male artists who could lean in and say no i'm i'm going to play a role in the building of this new paradigm in a way that, that that actually works better. And there are some. I mean, that's that's what I think Aubrey and I agree. Like Web 3 has a different set of characteristics than Web 2. But uh, it, it does keep me up at night as these new platforms are being built for quote-unquote artists without the artist's representation. And so, again, that's why we mm-hmm. did this from the, from the viewpoint we did, the song that owns itself. Like there's no ambiguity. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It is the, the peak, the ultimatum of like the artist being first. Yeah, and meant to be meant to be unexpected. How can a song own mm-hmm. itself? And then it opens up a lot of a lot of conversation. I mean, I I feel for artists in terms of like there are only so many hours in the day, and art is tremendously hard, and you have to pick a thing to focus on. Like a week that I code, I don't do anything else, <laughs> you know, because right. it, it takes the whole brain. Like, and it brings right. your brain into a place that uses all the energy you would have written your novel with, but uh, you wrote code instead, at least in my case. That's very, very much like it's another thing language can do. And, and it burns that it burns that energy. You can't uh, be a great painter and be a good coder. Uh, every once in a while, you find novelists that can code and things like that. But it's it's very rare. It's a mm-hmm. um, it's a rare bird, at least certainly within the same day. Right, exactly, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and even then, I, yeah, I, f- I find like you need to kind of firewall the two, otherwise things Absolutely, get yeah. the things get weird. Um, but I mean, my my whole career has has been around trying to create tools and and utilities and things that that recognize that and and help out. Um, and so sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. Uh, but I find that like at a certain scale, everything gets destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. you know like like uh the and and things either go i i mean it's interesting to look at the kind of the history of the, of the kind of digitization of the music industry and and watch it oscillate between like everything's a free-for-all and people are just grabbing files and then like oscillate back to this thing where 
we're essentially back in in like uh, this kind of quasi payola era with, with right. like the streaming services. My my hope for decentralization in general, um, whether our project gets it over the line or not, uh, like if we can at a at a minimum be a be a, an example and an object lesson in a in a fundamentally different way to do it that that retains some echoes of the way we know how to do it from before but um has some rules built in so that it can't go sideways uh, when the interests of uh, more powerful more wealthy people <laughs> start to fold in um i mean i think that's the real trick um and at least i don't know looking at the public ledger and 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 watching the transactions and being able to uh, i mean like you can you can go on open sea and see everybody who holds stoies in this song today um mm -hmm. that's a step in the right direction because mm -hmm. there's at least light in every corner and, and i didn't mean to imply that and I, I couldn't agree more with our with aubrey and i think i've said some other things i mean the opportunity cost of trying to be both a great business person and artist or a great technologist and artist as aubrey says is impossible but that doesn't mean that that you can't partner as an artist with somebody and that mm. and i'm not saying right, a label course, or something yeah. you know what i mean like there are there are ways in which you don't in fact you can't be both just as aubrey says but but the there's a there's a, a middle ground between just full abdication and and mm -hmm. and or just signing to a label which is full abdication or just like i don't know i'll do whatever and then finding mm -hmm. somebody that's a passionate fan of your work who also happens to have a skill set that you don't have. I mean, I, I, I try to encourage artists, and I'm a guitar player, right? And I, I resonate deeply with that. Like, I've been, through COVID, I've been down a, a deep rabbit hole and falling in love with guitar again. And my some of my other work has gone has gone quiet because of that. Like, we, we as humans just right. can't can't do so many things at the same time. But luckily, totally. you know, for me, I've got partners. So, you know, and, and I think humans need that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Aubrey, I loved your um, realization that the whole like crypto uh, and Web3, the decentralized web, as we're calling it, like allows you to iterate outside of the what we're doing currently. But then also the interesting aspect is in order to prevent itself from going sideways, it has that unique property to sort of via the rules encoded in contracts, etc., prevent its own co-option by existing power structures, which is really, really interesting. Um, and I don't, I don't know that that's happened. Before. No, I, and, and that to me is, that's the kind of goosebumps that I get around. I mean, right. I'm, I'm a hardcore right. nerd, so I get nerd goosebumps <laughs> about this. Like the, but the, you know, we've, I've worked with the open web since the nineties, like my whole career and spent time at Mozilla. And like, I've, I've, I've been very interested in, in ways that we can try to keep the web open. Uh, and, and we really failed pretty badly uh in the last <laughs> 15 years or so uh, we've kind of reverted back almost to where we were in the in the aol and CompuServe era you know facebook right. is basically just another aol it's like this kind of closed system that drives you inward and monetizes mm -hmm. your content um but the the basic rules because blockchain stuff um got kind of road tested with money <laughs> Uh, a lot of the a lot of the problems got solved because people care about money in this very specific way that they don't mm -hmm. tend to care about, say, photographs. Um, but now we get this kind of unintended benefit of mm -hmm. uh, of this hard road testing that we all did, where there was actual 
like money to lose. Um, and now we get to drive things like music into that infrastructure. Um, and I'm, I'm really quite hopeful, like really more than I've been in a decade when I see uh, kind of decentralized applications start to, to pop up and flourish and everybody can look at them and see how they're transacting and point out problems. And um, it, it's, it is the, the, the most uh, hopeful time I've seen on the web since probably the early 2000s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It definitely feels like, you know, the generational shift in like how the world works is it has the potential to happen now. And that's, that's yeah, really and, it, and I think culture's ready for it too. Like uh, even five years ago, it, it was not common knowledge that the, the big entrenched interests were maybe not that awesome. Right. Right. <laughs> and now it is. Right. I mean, like even, even like people that are not, what I would characterize as digital citizens or whatever, like, like they're casual uh, internet people uh, are, are, are aware that there's a problem. Right. Um, so, so getting back to, to, to this, to the song, right. Um, I'm, I'm super curious, Aubrey, about, about what you were talking about uh, a little bit off mic and the relationship of like in, in the, in, in just your guys sort of instant, your, uh, the way that you're rolling this out um, and what you've been doing with Liner. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So um, I, I have a project called Liner, uh, which is um, an attempt to use AI for cultural good, <laughs> broad, broadly written. Um, we started by just pulling out as much musical knowledge as we could from openly available sources and then built uh, an AI uh, and a conversation engine and natural language processing around that music knowledge um, in the interest of trying to make the ultimate record store geek who, who could tell you not only what the song was, but what other band the drummer was in and that the drummer's boyfriend is in another band and, you know, like could lead you through the, the factual web behind every song. Um, I, I personally love music, and so the more I love a band, the less I want to hear bands that sound like that band. Um, so the, the kind of sonic fingerprinting recommendation engines, um, they don't work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that, that's kind of the seed of this. And then the, over the last couple of years, as the, as the Web3 boom has started to pick up some steam, it occurred to us that, well, we could probably attach this engine to uh, smart contracts. And um, and there's this potential for a contract to, to converse and represent its own interests um, with some basic uh, guardrails around content and, and structure. Um, and then uh, we started talking to George about this, the song that owns itself, and, and we we're like, oh, okay, well, this is a great test bed for mm-hmm. for this type of fun play <laughs> so the song itself uh, the song that owns itself can also represent its own interests in conversation um and the that was the seed that grew w- what is in production right now which is a song that you it's it has some concerns uh, or some passions and you're meant to ask it questions or or kind of uh, hassle it until you unlock uh, all of the things that the song is 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 uh, interested in, and these interests are are 
artistic right now. They're they're kind of the themes that inform the music that you're hearing. Um, but the added twist is if you uh, kind of solve this puzzle and unlock the things that it's thinking about, uh, it will offer you real financial interest in itself uh, in the form of uh, a token transfer. So if you solve the riddle uh, and you, uh, it, it pops up a little prompt to say, open your MetaMask and I'll send you some tokens. Uh, and, and, and we've had this, this kind of fun as people discover it, like it's still early days, but, um, even if people share all the answers, you still have to talk to the song to put them in and, and you get, uh, I, people tend to get kind of distracted and start asking it other stuff, um, and find that the, the liner engine will answer other musicological questions, other kind of, I don't know, uh, <laughs> philosophical questions. Um, the, this band superposition is, is quite philosophically rooted. Um, so we've, we've, we've primed it with some stuff about Alan Watts and Zen mm -hmm. Buddhism and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. So, so it'll, it'll engage with you in, in all kinds of ways. Um, and it's a model to see if you could do something more transactional, like for instance, if you wanted to license the song, maybe you have to go ask it uh, and uh, and explain yeah. your your use case. Uh, and the song would then uh, at least give you a tentative yes or no. Or um, if it wasn't sure, uh, it could go ahead and escalate to uh, a decision that was uh, DAO based. That would be kind right. of vote based based on the the members of the DAO. Yeah, that's that's. that's I love that. Yeah, it's that's so incredible. Bad. It's so fun. Yeah, I did find myself exploring both of those directions with the game where, you know, the more philosophical, I was hitting it with the with the hard ones, um, like what is life, etc. And then also exploring the musical web of like, they mentioned uh, an artist. And so I was like, Oh, who's that? And they were in this band. And I was like, Okay, what's the record label? And it was really fun to explore it that way. And I was amazed at the uh, ability for it to follow my path through that yeah web. it will try to hold on it, it is strongly tuned to things musical but it will it will do its best to hold on to whatever thread you're chasing and collaborate with you around around that conversation yeah that's that's really awesome and i love the idea of going to the song and asking to license it that's fantastic <laughs> yeah yeah that's super, super fun. fun i just feel like as a first blush like um right. I, you know i we, this idea of agency kind of crops up every every decade um, and I think we're only now at the point where a, a digital agent can actually do what we were hoping it could do in the 90s. Mm, um, right. like, uh, and that's because that we have this kind of convergence of uh, tremendous deep data mines and good uh, like conversation engines. And, you know, there, there are a bunch of ways to uh <laughs> it's a i call it recombinant technology it's not uh, you know we, the tech that you make is is sort of like a, a a conglomeration of of several other pieces of technology but but put together in right. a way that a normal human can actually use mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty much i mean in my understanding that's how a lot of innovation is made right the iphone is just the combination of existing tech at the time but in a new form factor and so yeah, that seems like a very reasonable way to make something incredibly new and groundbreaking. Yeah, there's, um, I don't know, if, a few years back there was this big push, uh, this idea of the no-code movement. Um, but that's really, that's all they mean. It's this recumbent tech <laughs> where you're mm. you're using a bunch of, uh, you're standing on the shoulders of a bunch of other little platforms and right, stitching right. them together. Um, I think that has 
uh, that's another point where things can really, really accelerate. You you have a whole um, sort of roadmap in mind for other artists to um, explore this idea of of, of uh, DAOs that that own their songs. Can you talk a little bit mm -hmm. about that? Yeah, and how did you find Superposition, and, and yeah, how yeah. do they see the project? Yeah, totally. So, well, we want, we want just as you all are saying, like the, the, the new technology has to be kind of show, not tell. And, and so we're, we're all unabashed nerds about this and, and derive joy from it. And to the earlier points, like a lot of artists wait for others to do it. So the, the, the overarching goal, in my opinion at least, is, is kind of the self-serve model of, of artists. I mean, I've been saying for years, we'll, we'll know blockchain has adopted when we stop saying the word blockchain and to a degree we're kind of there like i would i would wager that a lot of people who are throwing around terms like nfts and social tokens don't have any idea that there there's a blockchain kind of substrate there but um <laughs> and the same will be true of DAOs, right like i mean it's it, it's it, that's yeah maybe not maybe they'll become llc's i don't know but like they're just a tool and and so we want to onboard artists in in the best way possible which is a transparent kind of do-it-yourself as a, as a long-time educator I, I realized long ago that that people don't learn things unless and until they're they're doing them and or teaching them so we we've tried really hard and you see it in the glossary the faqs to to make this much more than just some kind of you know different way to to release a song it, it it unpacks a lot of things to your superposition question um you know, I, I, I have had a long relationship with ATC management um, and Johnny Dawson, who's one of the kind of caretakers on this project, and, and is um, he runs ATC North America. Um, he, when I was talking to him about it, he immediately said, oh, I know exactly who, you know, and, and Justin and Matthew from Superposition and Justin's from Glitch Mob as well. I don't think that we could have have found better partners for this first one, right? They 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 embraced it both from the artistic side and in the in the in the digital side, you know, and in the, the crypto whatever. Like they they just happen to be that rare breed of musician that Aubrey was talking about before, who actually does know do know how to code and make music mm -hmm. and all those things and. Um, so it was, and Justin's been phenomenal. Like he's, he's, he's embraced this with both arms and has taken it out to the community. And, you know, our goal, my goal, I think Aubrey as well, the next one will be, um, you know, with maybe a musician that doesn't necessarily come from a, a native crypto kind of space, because that'll, that'll prove the concept to my mind a lot better than, than doing it with someone who does, but could not have wished for better partners from the artist side than, than uh, superposition. Yeah. They're, they, they've been really, really fabulous and, and very engaged and creative about um, the, the ways that we could implement it. And <clears throat> they were kind of, tickled by the idea of the the song being able to be conversant as well oh yeah uh, so so it was high high compatibility i i think roadmap wise we want to do a handful of these that are curated so that we can kick the tires and get it uh, get it really f refined mm -hmm. and then um as george was mentioning I, I think our vision is to make this very much like a like a a service that is uh, people, bands, or you know anyone with with music who has rights can come and uh, create or convert that content into uh, a, a song that owns itself uh, in in a self service way, and they don't have to 
go hire a big legal team to figure out what it means to do the DAO. And I, I mean, if we can get the right partnerships, uh, I mean, I could see moving all the way into, uh, you know, like, like plopping them down in, in a gateway to register in Wyoming and do all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that it's, it's truly a, a one-stop uh, kind of, kind of thing. Uh, and I, I mean, there, there are a few things, I, every, every part of this process, we've learned a tremendous amount, both from the technology level, from the uh, kind of interactions with the music industry and the ways distribution happens. And there's all these little uh, kind of levers that we need to dial uh, in, in the right way. Totally. But but it's it, it's not far away from being a, a one-stop uh, and being essentially like as easy as something like Bandcamp, <laughs> where you're like, okay, here's our music, here's our DAO, here's our, <laughs> and, and, and off you go, and we'll distribute all the tokens. And, and the system is is largely automated. My my hope is that we'll have rules um, that also follow all the way through to um, fulfillment of, of payments and, and royalties and uh, all, all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I, what do you think is like the ideal, not ideal, but like what do you imagine will happen with the God Particle song over the next few weeks or whatever? What yeah. what, what would you like to happen even? as people are getting involved with it, maybe someone wants to license it kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, the more, it's already happening in a way in the sense that, that we're, we are we now have line of sight on what I call in, in my academic writing the kind of most passionate percentile, right? The, the, the music industry has failed um, aggressively in terms of rewarding, well, first just discovering and recognizing that that small percentage of a total addressable market that really moves the needle in terms of advancing an artist's career. Like we've heard the kind of thousand true fan meme forever. Mm -hmm. The problem with the thousand true fan meme is that you need like a million people in your top of funnel mm -hmm. to get down to that thousand that will actually pay you eight bucks a month. And so, and there's not been a, a, a system, systemic way to kind of track people, reward them with incentives. It, 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 and it's a nice idea, but it's never, I mean, show me, show me some artists that have actually done the thousand true fan thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but with this, we have, and, and this is important too. superposition, the DAO, the song owns the relationship with the customer, right? Artists don't tend to own their relationship with the customer. You, you get a lot of streams on Spotify. Good luck trying to identify who those people are and being in touch with them. It, it, and, and that's, that's, bad so so we're already seeing that, that that we can we can identify this most passionate percentile they have tokens and now we can use those to tokens as sort of a, a choreography to help them spread the word and do what they do naturally it'll scale out it always starts there right like the great myth of marketing is that you can market to the masses you can't right it's it's those the, that most passionate percentile who will then tell some music supervisor or tweet about it and a music supervisor sees it and then he or she will go oh that's interesting and then there will be the onboarding of sure you can license this song but you have to license it from the yeah. DAO and and there will be a small number of people who will go that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life and a large number of people will go I don't know what you're talking about and then mm -hmm. they can go and mm -hmm. license music the way that they do now, which is essentially like booking travel in the 1970s. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, the early adapters will get it. And then most importantly, I'm pushing really hard to make the, 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 the kind of um, payment issues 
variable. So in other words, right now, if you're if you're a music supervisor and you put a song into a movie, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get a fee, right? And then and and but there's that's wrong because sometimes those music supervisors um and I know this. I mean, I like if 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 the music supervisor who had put the Nick Drake Pink Moon song into the Volkswagen ad right. had gotten a token based on the <laughs> impact that that had, that person would be retired right now, undoubtedly, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so they, uh, yeah. they had disproportionate influence over giving that song, Pink Moon, what it wanted, and yet they were deeply underpaid, right? And so the, there will be a music supervisor or many out there who go, I want to do this and I want to buy into this new ecosystem. And as Aubrey says, not just because it's the right thing to do, but because there's economic incentives to do so. And the economic incentives right now in the music industry are so screwed up and Wacky. full of, uh, of, well, they're just so full of free riders and rent seekers yeah. and everything else. And the, the people who get hurt are, are the artists inevitably, but along the way too. I mean, you see it, and and I, I go on and on about the the moral bankruptcy of some of these institutions, but the people who work there are fucking awesome. You know what I mean? And and yeah. so, those people need to see that there's a path towards sustainability by doing the work that they love, and not just giving all their brand equity over to some corporation who has a completely different mandate. Right. The incentives thing is really is so interesting and and it was one of the things that got me interested in like nfts in the first place right like like and and nfts has it in kind of a a like a really specific trajectory where you know i thought maybe okay like someone owns a, a, one of my nft songs as an nft and then now that now our interests are aligned and like they want me to succeed because then that will go up in value um and like one of the very earliest things when I was talking about doing my my song a day project as NFTs, everyone would always ask, and this is why I was sort of starting with this question: is like, the it's this very skeuomorphic thing. Is the first thing everyone wanted to know is when I buy one of your songs as an NFT, do I get the rights? Do I get royalties? Basically, was like always the very first thing that people would ask. Um, that was like, you know, down the line invariably and of course they never asked that about a visual a piece of visual art they weren't like do i get the royal because it just wasn't a thing but with music but now you know hearing about what you guys like i i thought a lot about like ways to do royalties with song a day like my song a day project and it occurred to me like at a certain point that you know most of the songs aren't valuable but some of them are really valuable and if i could somehow distribute you know, tokens to everybody, or basically you guys solved a problem that I, or or have started to solve a problem that I've been thinking so much about for so long in terms of how do I align, how can I align my music's desire to be heard by as many people as possible and my desire for that with like uh, the people who are buying and owning and being excited about my NFTs and my music in general. I, I yeah. totally agree. And you can you can make the call as the creator uh, one transaction at a time. Um, the the kind of fractional ownership that the tokens represent to me is, is, is the big kind of unlocking thing. And we looked a lot at the life cycle of NFTs and, and yeah. you know, NFTs work great for visual medium where there is not this kind of value in perpetuity um, that that music and film has right. where where right. like th- that they are these unique art forms where their value trickles in 
like zero point zero zero seven cents at a time. Right. Right. Um, and so the that model where you have whole ownership of the NFT doesn't really work um, because also like a song, every song is a collaborative project on some level. Yep. Um, yep. Whether there are musicians, there's the mix engineer, there's the mastering person, there's the you know the PR gang, there's the management, there's all this different uh, infrastructure and collaboration that you need to do, um, and the the traditional model is is to do this. Well, I will give you twenty percent of some imagined realized value forever, <laughs> and, and like like you have to negotiate these strange things, or they'll go and do this predatory stuff where. Song, they'll they'll buy like 50% of the publishing for some young songwriter for 20 grand, you know, and, right. and, and, and they just sign it away forever. So like this idea that you could song by song be like, hey, well, on these three songs, you guys were really helpful and I'm going to give you 4% of the song. Um, and you can do that per transaction or per collaboration um, in this way that doesn't have to be uh, all or nothing. Right. And you can yeah, still sell the NFT. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And the NFT can be can be part of it. Right. Value realized on the NFT can, again, flow back into the DAO and reward all token holders. You know, like, it's not just Tim Berners-Lee. Yeah, I had had this thought of, like, somehow uh, splitting up all of my royalties and distributing them across everyone that, hold, that holds one of my NFTs. Um, um but that legally apparently is like really complicated and difficult. And then, but, but, but if, but if the, if there was a DAO, if the DAO owned all of song a day, uh, that somehow that, that then becomes more. Well, then you don't have to do the heavy lifting in that. Like it's done before there's any transaction, uh, and you don't have to do it reactively. Cause that's the other thing we see happen is nobody cares until there's money. And then everybody comes in into, to your customers, points it like there there is it wouldn't be royalties that they would get but they can have incentives right like you could structure it and this is where i don't think people have seen around the corner enough as it relates to kind of metaverse but you know people that are buying these nfts at a certain point can and and will want to um display them and and you know my dream scenario is so if somebody somebody has an ownership in a song or piece of visual art or what have you and they've got their virtual gallery somewhere, and then they want to display it and charge for it in whatever form that is, cash or otherwise, and people come in and see or hear, et cetera, but then that display, some of the money goes to the person who's displaying it, in other words, the person who quote-unquote bought the song, but also back to the creator and the stakeholders. Now you have a completely different expansive economy in which incentives are aligned to spread the word. And again, I, I keep going back to like the streaming thing. And in one of my early Forbes articles, I said, like, it, you shouldn't have four streaming services. You should have four million. Like it, it, that's, and this facilitates that. And you could do that with, with your project where it's like people that have a stake in this have the right to, to stream it. And when they do, they can make money on it, and and so can you. Like that's that expands the total addressable market instead of compresses it. Matt, do you have anything else before we start wrapping up? I did want to ask um, about the specifics of the Wyoming change. Like, what is that, and what what does it enable now that wasn't possible before? They they recognize DAOs in the same way as as, as states recognize LLCs. So you you now have. 
you now have the, the rule of law. In other words, you can very you, cool. Yeah, you can you can if somebody breaches or whatever, you can sue mm-hmm. them, and then the DAO mm-hmm. is the dispositive document in the same way that an LLC would be. Incredible. And so DAOs can then enter into contracts with traditional entities. Exactly. In the same way LLCs can, right? Like, so wow. a, lot, a lot of artists will, like, if you're, if you're a band and you've got a number of writers, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll set up your, your um, writer share of your public performance as mm-hmm. an LLC. You read, you contract with BMI or ASCAP essentially to pay the LLC. And then once it comes into the LLC, the, the members of the LLC, the songwriters can, split it up however they want right and it, and right. so it's it's dallas do the same thing but you can do it right, on chain exactly. and and reduce the intermediaries i mean you know well and the dow can open a bank account well, exactly right i mean you you get you get the equivalent of an ein or you get an ein right and then then you is you there know, like a reasonable path forward to say just like a traditional uh, what would have been a traditional llc being a dow in wyoming instead now just as a as a more effective way of doing the vehicle Sure. I mean, and, 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 and yes, and that's that's one of the main reasons we're doing this, and, and we're, we're mm-hmm. going to reach out to Wyoming. I mean, I think it's fantastic what they're doing, and, and mm-hmm. more people need to know the, the whys of this. But, but remember, mm-hmm. LLCs are a relatively new concept. They, they, they've been, mm-hmm. I don't, don't want to get, get it wrong, but they're, they're certainly not been around forever, and they right. were a technological innovation that really right. did help the growth of business. I just view this right. as another logical step forward. And again, mm-hmm. people don't need to know there's a blockchain behind it. It's just, <laughs> right. hey, this this makes contracting and the payouts and, and very importantly, the audit trail um, mm-hmm. much more addressable, much more transparent, and that reduces transaction costs. Like, mm-hmm. all, I mean, of course, all land titles should be done this way. You know, the mm-hmm. problem right. is you've got institutions right now that are making a fortune. I don't know if, if right. you guys have bought houses, but the amount of money that you have to pay just for title insurance, yep. the whole mm-hmm. reason you're paying title insurance is because there's a high degree of likelihood that there's something wrong, clerical or otherwise, with your title. Like that, <laughs> wow. you know what I mean? Like that's why wow. you do it. And so if you wow. if you obviate that by having it, having reducing that to almost yeah. a, a, under a percent, it, it, but there are institutions, there are businesses out there that go, what, but then how will I make money? And the, re, right. the reality is they, they, they shouldn't be. They need to find something else exist. to do. Yeah, yeah, they should be doing something else with their time. Yeah, yeah the right. side effect of a blockchain completely obviates the need for an entire line of business. Yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting that's day. Right. Great. Yeah. Well, I'll see you all in Wyoming, that's for sure. We all need to buy cowboy hats. Yes. <laughs> big, big sky. Yeah, what's the vibe? cowboy hats with uh blockchain addresses on them yeah they should you know that that crypto punk the the next crypto punk meme needs to be like a dude with a cowboy hat instead of the baseball cap uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah can we can we unisock some cowboy hats exactly. and then everyone <laughs> yeah. to Wyoming. yeah question is always like do you guys have have you seen any uh other kind of projects out there that have caught your eye lately in the in this space or or otherwise I'm always a champion of what Matt Dryhurst and Holly Herndon are doing. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just think friends with benefits, Holly's own projects. I just, and they do it. I've been friends with Matt for a long time. He he comes at this. I, I think it's safe to speak for him because I know him. Um, he's he comes at, at this, and by this I mean the, the the blockchain, whatever. Purely from the artistic standpoint, he's just like I just I think it's cool just to make generative art. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I come at it certainly from the art side, but also like. 
I think it's cool that we could help artists create sustainable careers through, you know, technology and royalties or whatever. And so it's been such a joy to work with him over the years Mm -hmm. as kind of two sides to the coin. But I'm always excited to shout out. And then also, I think what Mint Fund is doing is really, really important. Mm -hmm. They're they're Mm -hmm. giving grants to um, BIPOC and LGBTQ plus um, uh, people in order to to have access to NFTs and social tokens, which, as we all know, is is a big problem. You know, my my, my stuff is all pretty nerdcore. Uh, I recently went <laughs> went deep with the um, the Internet Computer Project. Uh, mm-hmm. There, and uh, I initially was like, ah, this is another one of those kind of bullshit ones. But then um, diving in recently, I'm very very impressed with what what they've done and this idea that you could deploy your whole web application uh, mm-hmm. it, it on to the chain and the you know they don't give the historical advantage but the you know if you're looking at uh, technology like firebase versus what they can do um, it's you would never choose firebase um, if <laughs> once they're fully stood right, right yeah this is the divinity um, internet computer yeah exactly yeah they um, yeah. and and I mean there's problematic aspects to what they're doing as well but um, sure yeah totally. but I, I I really am I'm very excited by their architecture and nice. the kind of um, I don't know just uh, intellectual purity of the of what they're attempting nice yeah I'll have to look into it I've been like uh, t- uh, taunted or teased by their tech for a while so I gotta I gotta get dive in as well yeah totally do their their coin just crashed out but um I don't think oh, that's cool. I don't think it matters in terms of like the, the, the technology is a bigger play than the coin. Nice. Well, so glad to talk. So happy to talk to y'all. This was, uh, this was really awesome. Yeah. yeah thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks so much for, for coming. Um, how do we follow you online? Uh, Twitter's good for me. G-A-H-6-5-0. And I'm embarrassed to say I, I don't think Stoey has a Twitter handle yet, but we will okay. we'll get right on that. Yeah. Do you have a personal account you want to shout out? I don't. I, uh, you know, in the, in the last political era, I dropped off. Uh, every Smart. very good, very good. All socials you figured it out. F socials, yeah. baby. Yeah, though it does, it does. It, it's, IRL. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. exactly. Well, if you meet Matt IRL, since he is on Twitter, one of the many Matts, you will be able to get one of the uh, NFT stickers that live in his hand. That lives in his hand. I have a chip in my hand that distributes NFT stickers. So if y'all happen to find me or one of my physical stickers around Brooklyn, etc., around the world, uh, you get yourself an NFT. Uh, Matt, anything you want to say to the people to, to wrap this up? Yeah, I will do as we always do and request that everyone get nifty. Uh-huh.